Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome back, everyone. I am so happy to be recording this episode for you all. This will be my weekly recap of Vincenzo or my chit recap chat um, about Vincenzo. We're going to be doing episode 11 and 12 today. And I'm finding out that I'm really enjoying doing the Vincenzo um recaps or chit recap chats um at the end of the week right before the the new episodes air because it's a really selfish reason but because I like the idea that I can kind of go over what happened in the drama to prepare myself for the new episodes if that makes sense and so maybe you can use these recaps um as the same for you um, in time for the new episodes that will be airing on a Saturday and Sunday So I am not going to jinx myself today by pretending like this may be a very um, quick (laughs) episode. I need to do better. So I'm just not going to say anything. It may or may not be quick. We'll see. But I am going to try my best to go through episode um, 11 and 12 um, in, you know, detail, but also not too much detail that it just drags on and on and on. In the mix of me recapping these two episodes, I will be chitting and chatting and that's why it's you know I call it chit recap chats because I will try to go through the episode specifically give very you know specific details about the major happenings but I will also be kind of just saying my thoughts in those moments and my you know afterthoughts once I complete most of the recap so without further ado let's go ahead and jump into um, Vincenzo episode 11. So as we remember, the ending of episode 10 were, was very tense and that we had this dramatic scene of Vincenzo, um, well, let's say this, having <laughs> this dramatic scene of, um, I can't remember her name all of a sudden, I just completely blanked, I wanted to call her Younghee, but Cha Young. So we have this dramatic scene of Chung, Cha Young running up um, towards Vincenzo and hugging him um, dramatically because she was worried and concerned about him. And he's on his, you know, he's looking behind her at um, Jun Woo and you kind of felt that he had figured it out that Jun Woo was the chairman um, or CEO of Babel, the hidden CEO of Babel. But this episode opens up to let us know that he doesn't quite know that Jungwoo is the CEO of Babel. In this moment, instead, what he learns from the kind of the battle with the assassins, he learns um, the phone number for the CEO of Babel, the hidden CEO of Babel, and um, the name, which is Jung Han Sok. They already knew that name because they knew that was the brother, Chairman Jung's older brother's name. So they kind of were trying to figure out, you know, was he the hidden CEO, but they weren't sure. So now Vincenzo has confirmed that, yes, the hidden CEO is named Jung Han Sook, who is Chairman Jung's older brother, um, and he has his phone number. So what we notice is that he dials the number immediately underneath in the underpass where they're all there. Junwoo is there. Um, the lawyer from the um, from their law firm, another tenant who is hilarious, but you know they're all there. Um, and Vincenzo calls, and at that moment, Junwoo's phone. He has you know two phones because you know he does his dirty work, and then he has his other phone. So he <laughs> his hidden identity and his you know 
um, show identity. And so the phone starts to ring in his kind of breastplate, uh, breast, not the breastplate, in his um, breast pocket of his um, jacket. And then he is like kind of silencing it because it's on, you know, it's just kind of vibrating. And Vincenzo's like walking towards him while he's on the phone, hoping that, you know, someone picks up. Um, and sure enough, he does, doesn't pick up. But while Vincenzo's walking towards everyone or walking towards Junwoo, he hears a phone going off or buzzing. And he, you know, turns to Junwoo and he's like, hey, answer your phone. Junwoo is like, what? My phone? And he goes into his, you know, kind of pocket, not his um, jacket pocket, but his actual, you know, pants pocket, pulls out his other phone that is not ringing. And he's like, no, it's not. You know, he shows Vincenzo his phone, like, nope, it's not ringing. Yep, not me. And so Vincenzo, you know, hangs up the phone call and he's like, okay, that was weird. You would think that um, the chairman who hired these assassins to take me out would answer their call to figure out if they succeeded in their mission. But of course, <laughs> the chair, uh, the CEO, the hidden CEO of Babel is there and he knows the outcome of his assassin's work so that was you know kind of like that scene so it was a little I was a little sad that we did not immediately get Vincenzo recognizing or dramatically being aware or knowing that Junwoo was the actual um, hidden CEO at that time I kind of was like oh man I wish he kind of knew and it was like keeping it secret but he no he does not know at this point so you know they you know that is finishes up there and he kind of tells everyone else to kind of go their way but he is um but then a car rolls up a van rolls up and two men get out and it's the two men that used to work for Myonghi who basically orchestrated the death of um Yuchan um who is you know the father of Young. so I was actually you know surprised to see them and I was like what but it was like, okay, so Vincenzo kind of has his like guys doing dirty work for him now. So they come and they basically collect the assassins, put them in the car. Vincenzo and um, Chaoyoung go with them. And then um, everyone else stays to clean up. And then, of course, Junwoo leaves. He goes driving off and he immediately pulls over, screaming, angry freaking out just livid that his you know plans failed and he's kind of mad that his assassins failed he's like they were my best guys you know and so he's on the side of the road somewhere far away upset and then you have um Vincenzo and Chaeyoung with the you know the two henchmen that they now have or Youngkey's old henchmen um with the assassins kind of in a car and they're basically filling it with some kind of fumes gas or something to basically threaten their lives and Chaeyoung gets them to confess that they were the ones who murdered their, um, the fa- you know, the family members of the victims of Babel. And so, you know, she immediately gets angry at that. And, you know, Chaeyoung, she's, she's not one to, to want to kill people, but she kind of is like, you know what, she's in control of the gas and she leaves them in there, you know, like that. And Vincenzo, he, you know, wants to know more about the, you know, the hidden CEO. So he questions them about that person and like, who is he? What is his face? You know, and they're like, we really don't know who he is. We just know his name. He uses a voice disguiser when he calls us. Like we really have no more information about him. And then Chaeyoung's like, well, they don't have anything else for us. Then she turns up the fumes and they leave. And so they're back in the car together, leaving, you know, the the henchmen with the, the the assassins in the car who were kind of struggling to to live at this point. And, you know, she's like, 
mentions to you know Vincenzo that she doesn't like that those henchmen who are responsible for the death of her father are working with um, them or working for Vincenzo and he's like I completely understand but you gotta you know you basically gotta use what you can to take care of what you need and then he promises her like you I'll allow you to be in charge of kind of just getting rid of them when we get everything we need from them. And so she's like, okay, whatever. And she also then brings up like, what are you going to do with the assassins? You know, are they going to, you know, basically die that way or whatever? He's like, I'll, I'll let them die, you know, with a little bit of giving them a little bit of mercy. And he, he didn't say, I don't know if he says like he's going to kill them, but like the way that it's framed, you're like, okay, oh, he's going to basically show them mercy is what I thought. Like, I, oh, maybe he's not going to kill them, but he actually does um, orchestrate them dying, but he gives them mercy and that he allows them to be unconscious when the henchman pushes their van, the car, the van that they're all in into um, a lake so there's that so he shows some mercy (laughs) but um they're still dead and again this is to me weird that I I feel like Chai Young was a part of that and I thought she was kind of against that altogether but I'm you know I'm fascinated that she's kind of not turning to an evil side, but that she's allowing some of these things to take place after being exposed to such horrid things. Because I thought, you know, the death of her father would be enough to trigger that. But even after that, she was still being very, you know, merciful. (laughs) But it was the death of those, you know, innocent victims that she just couldn't, you know, obviously stomach. And that's what led her to, I guess, now be more on the side of, Hey, do what you got to do. Take care of them how you need to take care of them. I, I guess. I don't I don't know. I guess. So, yeah. So, we get them done with that. And now we need to go back to the plaza. The plaza, again, is the, you know, the community of these tenants who are living, you know, living and working in this um, area where Vincenzo has hidden gold underneath it. <laughs> and the, you know, people, the tenants at the plaza are kind of laughing, having a good time, you know, talking about their past, um, previous success of kind of running away some more thugs um, in their little plaza. And so they're talking about that. And then they're kind of like, you know, trying to say like, who's a better fighter? Because Hong Shik, which is one of the tenants, he had just kind of defeated the thugs by you know, basically being so skillful with a pair of scissors and they're all like, oh yeah, Vincenzo would definitely be second place, your first place. And so it was funny that they were doing that. Um, and in this episode, you get a lot of, um, you you get more um, involvement of a lot of the tenants as well as, um, what is his name? The police officer um, on, um, I can't remember his full name, but he's the police officer who is um, hiding and, you know, he's 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 basically undercover and following Vincenzo by working as an assistant, you know, chef at the plaza. And I loved him this episode. Absolutely loved him. These two episodes, I think. And I said this in my first impressions of this show that I loved his he loved him already he has he's playing a similar character to what I know him from um and um, crash landing on you and I thought it was I was like he was funny then and he's funny now and he <laughs> and he's so good he's so funny like he to me his 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 comedy is really obnoxious but it's so like you can't help but laugh at the same time like I can't 
I'm not annoyed when his moments come up, when his comedy comes up. So his his character in these two episodes was, you know, he had some scenes and they were hilarious. So we'll get more, con- you know, more about him in later. But I just wanted to bring him up because I feel like he was never really as much of a focal point as he was these two episodes. So... So yes, yeah, so we're at the plaza that's going on. And also you have Vincenzo and Cha Young are back in Vincenzo's apartment. And she, you know, they're drinking and drinking and as they seem to do into the wee hours of the morning nowadays. Like now now they do this a lot. So they're drinking and Cha Young mentions that, you know, she you know, she's so sorry that she hugged him earlier, you know, in the underpass when she ran up to him, but she was kind of like, you know, she was so she's not sure what she was feeling, but she felt, you know, really passionate at that moment. And she she didn't know if it was because she was just scared and nervous for him or if she actually had feelings for him. And she kind of just like says that drunkenly, of course. And, you know, Vincenzo's looking at her like shrugging like, okay, you are you telling me this? And she's like, I want to try and want to test it out again. Let me see if I can figure out if it's that I like you or if it's just I'm just concerned about you and I care about you. So, you know, she's like, stand up. Let me hug you. She gets up and she hugs them. And it's obviously, you know, slow motion. They're both happy having a little moment there she's you know he's a little flustered she's a little flustered she's staring at his face while she's hugging him and their her face is so close to his and you're like okay what is about to happen and she pulls away and she's like okay I'm fine it was just that I was worried you know I, I have no feelings for you and he's like heavy sigh you know like okay I guess that's what the, the conclusion is and you're, you obviously can read from both their faces that there's something there um they had a little moment there but again this is not the priority like they cannot be worrying about their love lives right now I'm sorry it's just not a thing that we care about right now sorry <laughs> and I know everybody's like oh what's their ship name these days and da, da, da. I'm like Vincenzo and Young have work to do they don't have time to be falling in love with each other but either way they have kind of grown much closer in this um, this two episodes. So that was good to see here. And I do like that they are sharing this kind of tradition of sitting around and drinking um, together. Not because it's like, you know, drinking, but like because that's something that um, Vincenzo did with her father. And I felt like that was a way that he kind of bonded with him. And I like their communications and the things they talked about when they would have those moments. So I think it's cool that they are now kind of picking up that tradition and keeping that going. So I actually like those little moments of them together. I like them as friends. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I do think they are kind kind of keep together when um you know they have these little moments but I also think that um Cha Young she's so weird though still like I can't get past like some of the things that she does sometimes I'm like why why is she like this but she's still growing on me um so that happens at night passes and then the next day you have Vincenzo going to visit his mother in the hospital and she is looking so much better I mean she's still obviously looking sick she's in the hospital bed but she was like smiling when he comes in like she's happy to see him and so that was really great and then she kind of was like are you okay you know because he was looking a little downtrodden and he's like yep I'm fine but are you you know doing what you're supposed to do and she's like yep I'm taking my meds I'm trying to do a better basically and that was such a sweet little moment and it was like you can tell it was like like a step forward for both of them like they were kind of being cordial with each other with each other and not as you know 
you know, how they've been in the past. So I thought that was really nice to show this little kind of like, okay, we're, we're moving towards being cordial with, e- with each other. And he brings up, of course, her uh, diagnosis in the past, um, which was uh, around 28 years ago, I think. His, you know, when she let him go. Um, and, you know, he, you know, mentions like, you know, what about her family and things like that. And he, she's like, yep, I had a son and I had to send him away because I thought, you know, he would need he would have a better life, you know, as I was just diagnosed with a, you know, terminal disease, you know, I thought that I was going to die. So I, you know, sent him away to be, you know, live happy with a, you know, another family. And he immediately is like, why would your son be happy without his mother? Like, that's just not a thing that kids would want. I mean, kids would, would be happy about. And, you know, she gets upset about that and she's sad. And he, you know, says like, I know, and he's like, I was told by Yu Chan, again, her former uh, lawyer, um, Chai Young's father, you know, that he believed that you were basically punishing yourself and by not taking care of yourself and allowing yourself to basically rot in jail um, because of what you did to your son. And I just want you to know that wherever your son is, I'm sure he's okay and he's living well and that he's happy and that you should not basically hate yourself anymore and not give up and take care of yourself and she um you know she says okay you know I'll do what I can and that was such a wonderful moment I thought they had amazing breakthrough in that scene and I was just glad that that happened so um wonderful moment there and again I just want them to bond if I hope she can make it through these this this show so that they can have more moments like this um but yeah so then we go over to um Babel side of things and on the Babel camp you have Jun Wu who's meeting with um, Myung Hee and Attorney Han and he's like yep got his feet kicked up and saying hey you know look at me I'm invincible Vincenzo uh, didn't catch me da 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 he's being you know basically bragging that there's you know way no way that Vincenzo could ever catch him even though he can't, he got pretty darn close if you tell me um, if you ask me but he's bragging about it and Myung Hee's like oh okay, well, oh, well, you know, I guess. And then, of course, Attorney Han is like, I don't trust this guy. And this is not seem like a, a plausible, uh, you know, ship to, to, to stay on. I'm ready to jump ship. You know, he is not okay. Um, but Myungkee says that she has something to move forward to kind of help take care of Vincenzo because now they have to, you know, take care of Vincenzo. And she's like, let's handle it differently and basically her way of handling it is to basically bring forth his mafia past and and exposing that and getting him taken care of like the I guess legal way and so there's that um but now let's go over to Vincenzo's camp they are um meeting about like what's next in line for them to do uh and well, they're also, another thing that's funny is that before they kind of, before Vincenzo's meeting with his camp, one of the, um, one of the tenants, he's, he wants to be Vincenzo's bodyguard. He wants to offer him, you know, like some help or like support in any way that he possibly can. And his wife is like, absolutely not, absolutely not. And he, you know, Vincenzo kind of was like, yeah, you can help me. And then of course, his wife is like, no, he's not helping you. But that is just a small thing. But I mentioned that because he does later on end up joining Vincenzo's camp and helping him in some kind of way by helping his two henchmen. So 
Vincenzo's team is growing. That's all I wanted to mention about that. So they're meeting and they're talking, um, and Vincenzo and his, his, his crew, they're talking about their next plans. And they basically were trying to get the phone records of um, John Jung Han Sok, who again is um, the name, real name of Junwoo. And they were trying to kind of get that, but Babel has already erased those. But they did get one little piece of information before they wiped the records. And it was kind of like the phone was somewhere near the underpass uh, when they were called out that night. So after that you have while that discussion is happening you have the police officer police i'm going to call a police um detective on i'm calling detective on so detective on is again undercover pretending to be a kind of sous chef at the in the tenant and i mean at the um, plaza and he pops in every once in a while in their office their law firm and like brings them lunch and he is bringing in lunch this time again but he's always trying to basically listen in to whatever they're doing and the the it is her hilarious how he like is pretending to like not be listening but he is really trying to listen and it's so obvious and Vincenzo staring at him like what are you doing the entire time and and, uh, and then he detective on is kind of like you don't see me like what do you mean I'm, I'm you know he does this like weird funny comedic bit of like them like dancing around each other when it's so obvious like he knows what you're doing he knows what's happening right now kind of thing and it's so funny love them together love that the, his character as a whole just hilarious and so he basically is listening in and he hears from them that they need um, basically something like the CIA or an intelligence agency which is who the detective on works for he's like they need someone there to kind of help them pick up those signals or whatever for that um, that phone call and of course you know he's like uh-huh okay uh-huh and he's taking note of this because he can help them that is a thing that he could do so that is happening and it's super funny cute scene um and then we need to go back to um this character so his name i think it's young wound he's the owner of the plaza technically and he's the one who set vincenzo up and who's helping vincenzo getting getting his gold underneath there they worked together in the past to put that gold there and now they are working together to kind of get the gold from underneath there young wound has been important these last few episodes in that he's basically going behind vincenzo's back to get that gold himself in a way he did something as in reporting the tipple where the gold is directly underneath he reported them for corruption so that he could you know get them moved out and um Vincenzo was not aware of any of this happening and in this episode Vincenzo finds that out and young Wu is um you know basically he's making moves on his own and it's not moves that he's supposed to be making but okay there's that um and then you also have um Oh, yeah, while they are, so this was an interesting moment. So this is, uh, I just wanted to mention that, but that's not something that happened next. What happened next is that the character, I mean, um, Vincenzo's camp, camp, they're having their meeting, they're discussing their next moves. And then one of the tenants, um, I think it is Miri, she comes in and she's like, okay, can you guys, do you guys want to come join us for our game day? We always have this monthly game day kind of thing. And Vincenzo's like, 
uh, no. And then, you know, they're like, no, let's go join them. Let's go join them. So they are like, we're playing mafia. And so they go play mafia, which is, you know, ironic, of course, and adorable. So they're playing mafia and they're in the kitchen, you know, in the little, um, the restaurant at the, on, in the plaza and they're sitting around the table playing mafia. And in the midst of them playing mafia, cops bust through the door and you're like okay what's going on and the cops come in they're like um we need to take you vincenzo and he's they're like why and they're like on a you know arrest charges of attempted murder and blackmail and all this other kind of stuff and being a um mafia consigliere (laughs) i'm gonna really butcher that word um consigliere and everyone is looking around like he's mafia it's so funny how they're like playing mafia and then they he the prosecutors come in and pick him up and arrest him for being in the mafia and everyone's like what the gay mafia just became real so it was super funny that little kind of like moment and then while there while Vincenzo's being taken away with Chai Young of course as his lawyer um he's there being taken away the tenants are all kind of all up in arms and just confused and then um you cut to Chairman Zhang and Junwoo, you know, I think they're eating, having dinner or whatever they're doing. And, um, and then, uh, yeah, then Chairman Zhang is having a conversation with Junwoo about the fact that he's like, hey, what about, you know, maybe possibly you letting me <laughs> run, you know, Babel. And Junwoo immediately flips the table over, like literally flips the whole table over, grabs the knife and puts it in um chairman jung's hand and then puts it i mean sorry he like puts it at his knife of course i mean it puts the knife at chairman jung's throat and then he's like what are you what are you talking about like how dare you mention bring that up at all and then he puts it at his you know at his throat and he's like should i just die and then you could have babble and of course you know chairman jung is is traumatized as he gets quite traumatized whenever he's having lunch or dinner with his brother and so that whole thing's happened and he's really he apologized he's like absolutely not i'm so sorry i would never 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 think about that again i can't believe i brought that up you know he apologizes crazily um then we cut to a scene where you have um Oh, oh yeah yeah this is the cool this is another part with my um my favorite um character his um prosecutor not prosecutor detective on so detective on of course was there when the um you know prosecutors came to pick up and charge vincenzo and so he immediately runs to his home base which is the actual intelligence agency that he works for and he talks to um, and they i think he deals specifically in international kind of affairs so he goes to his you know boss and he's like they took Vincenzo and they they can't take Vincenzo and this is ridiculous. This is doesn't make sense. And his boss is like, why? Why not? They can they can uh, you know they can take him if they want to. And he's like, no, because Vincenzo's you know he's it's an international affair. You know we should be taking care of this. Do you want them to overstep? Our, you know our this is our turf. Vincenzo's ours basically. And he kind of has this wonderful speech. I mean, it's so passionate about why they should be the ones who charge Vincenzo and it's their, you know, it's their right and all of this. And so he convinces his boss to to take over Vincenzo's case. And so luckily enough, he gets to um, basically pop up <laughs> um, onto the, you know, into on the scene as far as when Vincenzo's getting interrogated by this other kind of 
prosecution office. He pops up and he kind of, you know, wags his tail like, hey, the big dog's here. And it's so wonderful because, again, he is so obnoxious and it's hilarious the way he like, is walking down the hallway to, you know, pick up Vincenzo and Chai Young. And, and they're looking at him in shock. They're like, what is happening? He barely can show his ba- his name badge to show who he is. Uh, but, of course, he, his, you know, his um, intelligence agency has the rights to Vincenzo and they immediately take him, you know, and they don't have the other prosecution prosecution doesn't have any say in it. So they take him, they take the handcuffs off of Vincenzo and, you know, they walk off in slow motion together. So then then the scene moves them to back to the intelligence agency where um um I saw the pro call police officer on, but Detective On is um, where he works, and they're having a meeting basically, and they're going over Vincenzo's past because Chai Young, you know, while she was representing her client, she was exposed to some of the things and the charges that were brought up against it against him, and they were, you know, some pictures, the same pictures that. Um, Babel received or June received to kind of reveal his past and they're quite vicious and so she sees these of course and they're going over this together and you know they recognize that this is of course you know has something to do with Babel and what they're trying to do and um Wu's, you know, and, and then you have on the Babel side of things, Jun Wu is still trying to protect his, you know, protect who he is and not get let that get out. But he's confused as to why um, Vincenzo gets let out because they thought they had him and why the, you know, intelligence agencies got involved. And Young Ki is like, I don't know what's going on. And she's even shocked and confused. And then um, we go back to the scene with... Um, Detective An and Vincenzo and Chai Young and they're going over kind of like his past and and he mentions to and <laughs> he mentions to Vincenzo that he has been following him and surveilling him this entire time and he has noticed how he has been trying to kind of atone for his his past sins and that he is now standing up for the weak and fighting for the weak and he it obviously wants to do right and do better here in Korea. And, you know, it's a little like, stop fanboying, stop fanboying over Vincenzo because is that what he's doing? <laughs> you know, and Chanyang's like looking at Vincenzo and Vincenzo's looking at her like, I guess if you want to think that, but I don't know if that's too sure about that. So he's fanboying over him and talking about how Vincenzo, obviously is, he is aware of his wrongs and he's trying to right them. And he wants wants to help them take down Babel now and because he wants to kind of because he feel like that is his way of being atoning of his past sins is taking down Babel and helping you know the weak and the poor <laughs> like he's Robin Hood or something but okay so um you know he will and he also like wants a hug from him and it's just so funny oh my gosh I can't say it enough how much I love um Detective On I think his character is the humor that I like in a drama like this like he's just so so obnoxious and wonderful but in a good way I really really in a good way so they have a little moment little hug there and then he obviously lets Vincenzo go because he's you know gonna basically help Vincenzo and Chai Young now and then you get back to the plaza and Vincenzo is welcomed by a marching band and a red 
carpet and a banner that basically says, welcome back to um, the mafia's corn salad. And you're like, what? And and it's so funny because they had misheard consigliere as corn salad. (laughs) And so they were calling him corn salad mafia corn salad how they were like that's the highest rank of a mafia like you he's corn salad and they're like we're so happy that we have a corn salad here and it's so funny it's so weird and wonderful um but you know that's a thing that they have and you know they welcome him back home from his his stint in the with the prosecution and then you also um have and this is something i didn't i don't think i mentioned this before but there was a moment there where Vincenzo and um, Chayang were aware that they needed to get you know an image or information about the person about Han you know Jong Han Suk they need to see find out what he looks like and so what they figured out when they were going through the pictures that um, were provided um, in the case against Vincenzo of his past in Italy, they find out that these pictures are like, who, how else, would, who would have been able to get these kind of thing? And he kind of was like, whoever, the Korean man who went to Italy um, that he was informed about by his friend Luca in, um, in Italy, that that person is who they need um, to, to get in contact with because he must have gave these pictures directly to Jung um, Hansuk, who is also whose name is who is the name of Junwoo. And so it was it was great to see that they kind of were like, aha, we have a connection. This guy who was in Italy. So they find out information from Luca, that person um, in Italy who, you know, still working with Vincenzo, still his friend helping him. And Vincenzo literally sends over footage of the informant, um, i.e. the the man that was working with Junwoo, um, meeting with someone who gave information about Vincenzo in Italy. So they have they have information they have you know this video and this footage so who do they have to go get this footage to to get more information obviously they have to go to their newfound member of their crew um detective on so detective on is like oh no problem i can definitely get this man's identity with no issues and in five hours tops or something like that and so super wonderful that he can come in now and like you know do stuff for vincenzo as opposed to just like following him around and fanboying so he is able to help vincenzo with that while that also is going on the monks are talking with vincenzo and chai young about their case and they're you know they're like we don't understand this is false i don't know who would have put this um this claim out against us and this is when Vincenzo's like, aha, I think I know who did this. And it's again, um, his partner in gold crime. And so that goes on. And then you also have a moment, um, a scene later on that night where you are with Chairman Zhang and Attorney Han. They are shooting around, trying to hit, uh, you know, bottles in a backyard or something like that. And then um, Chairman Zhang is horrible at shooting. And then um, Attorney Han is great at shooting. And they're having a discussion about, you know, Jun Wu and Vincenzo. And Chairman Zhang is just yelling about like, you know, this is ridiculous. Jun Wu doesn't know what he's doing. Vincenzo gets him every time. And then, of course, Attorney Han's like, well, you know what that means? That means someone else might be better for the job of being the chairman or like the real CEO of Babel. And basically, again, um, trying to convince Chairman Zhang to get rid of um, his brother. 
And he's like, well, do you think Myungki would join us if we, you know, start this plan? And he's like, absolutely not. She's not going to join us. So Attorney Han and Chairman John kind of make a pact that they're going to start to basically work on Operation Get Rid of um, Junwoo. And then when you, that same night, we are go back over to the plaza and we see that Vincenzo is meeting uh, with Young Woon, who is the man that has put a complaint in against the temple and the monks and is basically trying to get the gold as soon as he can. And Vincenzo is like, I apologize that I'm taking so long, but you know, I'm going to keep working on it. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry if I'm going behind your back. And they have like a little, you know, kind of reconciliation. But all while they're having this conversation in the plaza, you have another tenant, Miri. She's listening into this conversation. So she basically hears that they are in together and getting the gold. And she's like, aha. Uh-huh. She doesn't say anything to anyone, but she just kind of takes note. And then that next day, um, Vincenzo is, you know, minding his own business. And when other tenants, you know, this, about a handful of other tenants pull him in and they let him know officially they know about the gold and he's like excuse me and they're like yep we felt we found out that there's gonna be gold by this homeless man who saw it you know years ago being you know something about the men who worked with the the gold putting the gold in here so he knows there's gold in this uh, building and so we know there's gold and we're gonna try to get it out and we need your help and Vincenzo's livid because he's like no one's supposed to know about this gold but him and now he's at the point where he's like how do I get my gold without them now knowing that I know that there's gold I mean that I was always trying to get the gold so that goes on and da 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 then you go to um the fact that um Detective Ahn has gotten information on the informant of Junwoo, and he takes that information and gives it to Vincenzo and Chai Young, and they find the exact man who did this, and Vincenzo um, kidnaps this man, and with his, you know, help of his his henchmen, of course. So he kidnaps the man while Chai Young is actually called out by Junwoo, and Junwoo is basically letting her know that Babel's not going to give any money to the victims, and that I think it was his way to kind of I don't know if this is true by that it was his way of kind of basically um messing with Cha Young and Vincenzo and doing something kind of spiteful like he already has been doing obviously he does a lot more than be spiteful but like I think it was just his way of messing with them and kind of poking the bear in a way because he you know he's trying to get something from Vincenzo he's trying to he's trying to catch Vincenzo so he can get rid of him and so I think he was just trying to poke the bear there and so she's meeting actually with Junwoo and he's like I got information for you and she's like come on come on come give me the information because you know she feels like he's not helping her but that you know she's he's still her connection to Babel because you know they work together very closely but Vincenzo is um with the man that Junwoo had hired in Italy to find out information about him and who knows, actually knows um, his faith and his henchmen are there, you know, and they're, they're kind of like trying to get him to talk. And the man's like, nope, it's not going to work on me. I've been tortured tons and tons and times before. It's not going to work. And Vincenzo was like, okay, well then I'll just, we're just going to play with fear then. And he, they basically play Russian roulette with a gun. You know, he takes out a gun and he's playing Russian roulette and he, um, and so the man eventually breaks after kind of like the tension of having a gun being pointed at your face and the bullets, you know, not going off each time. He kind of breaks and he immediately um, lets him know the information. And 
from that, you get Ben Shinzo calling Chaeyoung, and she's while he calls her, she, mind you, is sitting across from Junwoo, who is the actual CEO of Babel. And she picks up the phone and Vincenzo's is like, don't say anything, remain calm. But I'm about to tell you, I found out who the real chairman is. And it is Junwoo, your little favorite intern from Babel. And she's staring at Junwoo as he's saying this. And she's keeping her composure, which was great. This is the one time when I'm like, okay, the Chai Young's great at stuff like this. And she's keeping her um, composure. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, still, you know, and you could see that Junwoo is like, what what's going on what's going on on the phone and Vincenzo is like you know just just want to let you know this right now and she's like okay but are you still going to go through with the plan and of course Vincenzo's like yep and then from there the scene cuts to Junwoo coming on home in his gorgeous you know place that he lives and he's like singing and dancing because he just kind of was messing with Cha Young and he's like I'm invincible and when he lo and behold Guess who's waiting for him in his own home? Vincenzo. And it's wonderful and glorious. And you're like, yes, Vincenzo's there to take him down. And Vincenzo's like holding the gun to his face. And he's like, you know what? I want you to get on your knees. I'm out to kill you right now. And it's like, please do. Please kill him. I'm sorry. It sounds horrible. But I'm so annoyed with Junwoo. Like, he has done horrific things. And he's been like, I'm invincible kind of thing. So I was like, oh. This is it. Vincenzo, episode 11, is going to take <laughs> Junwoo out. But of course, we knew that wasn't going to happen. So he is basically putting the gun to his hand. And and you have Junwoo, who's an actual psychopath, pulling the gun to his forehead. And he's like, you know, with these horrible look in his eyes. And he's like, go ahead and shoot me, you know, shoot me. And then scene ends, right? And episode ends. So we then get to episode 12. So look at me. I'm moving right along. And in episode 12 starts back off with, you know, Vincenzo with the gun to um, Junwoo's head. And Junwoo's like, go ahead, shoot me, you know, shoot me. He's, you know, he has no fear. He, he, he has no fear. And what happened here, a gun, you know, then you hear a gun go off. This was at the end of episode 11. Then the gun went off and it opens to realize that episode 12 opens to realize that it wasn't Vincenzo who shot a gun it was actually prosecutor Jung so let's remember who prosecutor Jung is prosecutor Jung is the kind of good apple and the bad apple group of the entire prosecution prosecutor Jung in the past has come to you know Vincenzo and Chai Young asking for their help and wanting to be a part of their you know plans and saying that hey you know I'm a good guy in the prosecution side of things I know the prosecution may be doing some corrupt things but I'm a good one I'm a stickler for the you know for the facts and for the law and they were like yeah no 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 so this same prosecutor is the one who fires a blank in the ceiling of course and he is telling Vincenzo to put down his gun to drop his gun and while he's yelling at Vincenzo to do that um, he, you know, Vincenzo's like, this is, jo- this is John Han Sok. This is the real, you know, CEO of Babel letting them, you know, prosecutors, uh, prosecutor John know this. And prosecutor John is like, put down their gun. I don't want to hear that. And you have Jun Woo crying and screaming like, I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you doing this to me? You know, putting on his whole act. And then um, while he's doing this, he's like secretly kind of like, you know, hiding behind, smiling at Vincenzo while he's like, go ahead, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me, you know, like kind of like edging, you know, a Vincenzo to you know basically kill him and Vincenzo you know is like whatever he does he puts the gun down and the prosecutor take him and handcuffs take him away 
they go to the police station, obviously, and he's in Vincenzo's getting interrogated by Prosecutor Jung. But then you also have in the hallway because they let Jun Woo the victim of this horrible, horrible crime, this attempted murder crime, you know, you have Jun Woo at the station with Monkey, and you also have Chang Young coming to represent um, Vincenzo, and she sees him, and she immediately, the look in her eyes, I mean, you can tell, I can't remember, I don't know the actress's name, but who plays Chang Young, you can tell she's so talented, like, she's a great actress, that's why I think her character is so unlikable, because I feel like she has made the character unlikable beautifully, like, she's really, really good at acting, so she has this this look of like absolute anger and sickness to her stomach looking at him and she starts to slap him across her face and as he's like I don't know what you're talking about you know he's still denying his identity or who he really is and she's slapping him over the head and I just love it and of course Cha, I mean Myung-ki is like you know pushing her off get off of him you know that kind of thing and Cha Young after you know hitting him a couple more times she's like you know what screw it and she walks off and I just wish she could keep hitting him more and more and more after that like I was I was like come on hit him again hit him again <laughs> hit him. like he deserves to to be hit multiple times by Chai Young for her for him to be so close to her while being in charge of murdering people that were important to her like the audacity right so of course she goes join Vincenzo in the inter- interrogation room with prosecutor, prosecutor Jung and they basically reveal that you know the gun that Vincenzo had just now in the you know in his attempt to to murder Junwoo is fake and the bullets are fake and then they're like he's like why do you have a fake gun what what is this this isn't making sense and then of course um you know he's like yeah it's not a t-. and so you know I think Chaeyoung was like, you know, so it's not attempted murder. It's kind of like intimidation. So that's all you can charge him with, you know. So, of course, they have that side of their case. And um, then we get a flashback and we see that Vincenzo had actually had this planned all from the very beginning. He didn't want to kill Junwoo. That was never his his thing. He wanted to get, like, basically take care of Vincenzo, I mean, take care of Junwoo and that he wanted to take down Babel completely because he and he even says to Chai Young like I don't want you to I don't want to kill you know Junwoo and then there's still horribleness which is Babel that will continue and then you're going to have to be continuing to fight this even after I leave or and and Junwoo is gone so he's like I want to take down everything take down Junwoo and his whole company I want to take it all down so that was the new plan and he was going to set up the you know situation so that they can reveal the identity of Junwoo. They want to first reveal his identity. They don't want him just to die without anyone ever knowing who he really was. So that was kind of the real plan. And then you, you're like, Prosecutor Jung is kind of like in shock, like that Vincenzo has stepped, has gone this far ahead. And he's like, yeah, I knew you had people following me this whole time because Prosecutor Jung is like, I've been, I've been, you know, telling you. And he's like, yeah, I know. (laughs) I knew that. And because I knew that, I knew you were going to tell me to his home and then jump, step in and we can start this whole process of revealing his true identity. So he's like, we're here to help you if you're willing to help us at this point. So they kind of joined hands with Prosecutor Jung, even though Prosecutor Jung is kind of like, again, he's a stickler. He doesn't like these dirty dealings. He doesn't like these kind of backdoor deals. But he obviously realizes that 
he's, you know, Vincenzo's actually making moves and getting things done to kind of take down Babel. And he has to kind of join that side if he wants to really take down Babel too. So then you have that kind of success and that win. And what happens over there on the kind of Babel side of things is that um, Youngkey is like, okay, 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 okay. You got to slow it down. Like she basically is like, Jungwoo, you need to lay all the way low because right now, Vincenzo's on your tail. He knows who you are. Like, this is a thing that's happening, whether you admit to it or not. And um, Chairman Jong is a you know part of this little meeting and he's like, yeah, you should totally, you know, go stay at our father's, you know, villa, stay there for a little while, just hide, just, just hide out and I'll take care of everything here. And then of course you have um, Junwoo like, how convenient, right? Because he already has been hearing some, some rumblings with his brother basically saying like, let me take care of this, let me take care of this. And so Jun was like, wow, how convenient that you're now becoming, you know, capable of taking care of things while I'm away. So he does agree to go hide out at the villa. When we flash to another day, next scene, you have Vincenzo meeting with the homeless man that told the tenants about the gold that he found out about years ago. And Vincenzo's like, so how did this come about? And the guy's like, oh, here's the picture. This is how I found out. And they're like having lunch or whatever. And Vincenzo's like, so here's some money and I need you to go and I need you to... um, forget you know about any gold um underneath that building and then the the you know the homeless guy is like what no i i love this area this is my home i'm gonna be homeless forever here and then vincenzo pulls out another you know envelope of money and passes it his way and gil <laughs> gilbert is his name he, li- he literally looks at the two envelopes takes them puts them in his pockets he's like gold what what gold are you talking about <laughs> It's so funny. He's like, go, who are you? He like literally is looking at me too. Like, I don't know who you are. And he like gives a wink and he even, he's like, whoa, look at this phone. Oh my goodness. This isn't my phone. And he passes over the phone and he's like, isn't this your phone? And Vincenzo's like, oh yes, thank you. So they have this old kind of little scene there of Gilbert basically being paid off by Vincenzo to forget that the gold ever existed. And then Vincenzo goes back to the plaza and he tells the tenants, yeah, I met with the, the Gilbert guy that you told me about and he totally said he faked it he made that up it's a complete lie if there's no gold you guys are crazy and for believing him and then mary who has already heard vincenzo talk about the gold she knows he's lying and she just kind of like rolls her eyes but everyone else is kind of like i don't believe you either vincenzo so that's the other thing there so vincenzo thinks he like tells them oh you know, their goat's not there. And they immediately are like, well, Vincenzo doesn't know what he's talking about. Let's leave him out of this because he obviously doesn't care about the gold. We're going to find the gold without him. And Vincenzo, thinking he kind of got got over on them, they're like completely ignoring him. They're like, whatever, there's gold and we're going to get it. Vincenzo gets gets none of it. So then you get to the part of, um, then you get back to the Babel situation and Babel knows that the prosecution as in Prosecutor Jung are starting to bring up some charges against Babel and multiple charges. I think this is like six charges. And so they're basically been preparing to, to, you know, refute all of those. And they're trying to decide which one will be the first one they bring up. And 
they decide on the anti-union activities or whatever, something like that. And um, Chai Young finds this out because she has a spy who works there still. And um, he lets them know, like, yeah, something's going on with Myung Ki and um, Attorney Han. It seems like they're not, you know, on the best of terms anymore. And, and Chai Young and Vincenzo are like, aha. So it looks like they're starting to fight within their little little group here. So they already can see that there's some some breakdown happening in the Babel side or Babel team. So that's good news for them. And then after that, you um, you basically have um, what happens after that? Yeah. So then after that, um, you can see that Vincenzo and Chai Young, they have a little cute little moment about them, like debating about um, a type of food and what, it, how, you know, why it's named, what it's named. And they kind of a little forehead flick, little penalty game again. Super cute. So again, they keep them throwing in these little moments with Chai Young and Vincenzo. And I have to admit, when you see Vincenzo kind of lighten up and be a little smiley, it is kind of cute. And I guess Chai Young does do that for him. So it's, you know, I, I was happy to see that. Um, while that is also happening again, um, you also um, have the tenants again working together to try to figure out how to get the gold. They are pushing Vincenzo out of this plan. Um, and then you also have um, Jun Woo who is staying at his father's villa. And again, he's being followed by Vincenzo's henchmen. And um, crazily enough, they basically, and I'm, I'm probably jumping ahead here, but Vincenzo literally just kind of like drugged. Uh, he drugs um, Jun Woo while he's in his villa, you know, in his father's villa. He And he's like, calls Vincenzo immediately he's like aha you you know you are you trying to kill me like I'm still here I'm still alive and he was like I wasn't trying to kill you just letting you know like I got my eyes on you and he like it literally like flashback shows how they you know drugged the water that he was drinking at the villa and Vincenzo was like I just want to let you know I'm not trying to kill you I'm just letting you know I'm I got my eyes on you just want you to know that. Then the next day, they go to a scene where the 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 law firm they're meeting together and they're having a moment and talking about their plans. And um, they come in and someone who is it? So one of the tenants come comes in while they're having their kind of meeting and drops the bomb about the gold in front of Chai Young and. Um, and the other attorney who works with them and they're and flabbergasted. They're like, what are you talking about? There's gold in here. And then Chai Young remembers that Vincenzo had told her at one point about that gold, but she didn't believe him. And he's like, I told you it was true. And then she, he tells them the real amount of money that's in there is like one trillion won. And she is like, what? Like you lied to me. And he was like, cause I didn't know you that well yet. So it's like funny. They had a whole little moment. And of course the other lawyer is like, I can't believe y'all left me out of this. Like I had no idea this was happening. Um, so they basically go back and forth about that. And then they're like, so what's the plan? How are we going to get this going? And Vincenzo's like, I got to get in there and I got to get it out. And then I'll give you guys some. So they kind of like plan on how much money they're going to take from Vincenzo's stash of gold. And, and he's like, yeah, I have about 70% of the money of the gold. And then another 30% goes to Young Woon, who is, again, 
the guy that's been working with him this whole time about with the gold. So they kind of were like, okay, let's let's plan on getting that money then. And they and they're like up along, you know, everyone's on for the board of like getting this money then and I'm like running out of time so I'm gonna speed this up just a little bit so we kind of kind of skip through some things that's going on about um Vincenzo and the the kind of mafia case and then there's like a guillotine file that comes up to play and I think I'm gonna talk about this more in the, probably in the next episode because I don't know if it gave me enough information in this one but basically there's something going on in Korea where somebody had all this information about the corruptions of all these you know public figures and they had lost this information this file um and they thought okay it's it's fine it's gone Be- and i think it was like chinese hackers like stole it or something like that and then they never admitted to the, anyone or the country the world it never admitted that they lost this this file um and now that this file has been found or now, now, now that they realize like someone had took it and it's there it's out somewhere they're like we need to find out how to get it back you know and they find out that some chinese man hid this and money in korea and they're like uh okay and so vincenzo is talking to this they're talking to this about uh to to um a I want to call him prosecutor on, but you mean detective on and detective on is telling them all of this. And then Vincenzo asks him, what's the man's name, the Chinese man's name. And it's the exact same man who put all that gold underneath the building. So now Vincenzo realizes like that man, money, and even the file might be underneath this entire kind of, you know, rundown plaza. So that's one thing that happens. And then you also have um, the Zhang brothers, which is, of course, Chairman Zhang and um, Jun Wu. They're, you know, hunting together. And in the midst of them hunting, you totally have, um, and this is because Attorney Han has been pushing, really pushing um, Chairman Zhang to get rid of his brother. And you can see that while they're hunting, it's a plan for Chairman Dung to kill his brother, Jun Wu. So he does take a shot. Unfortunately, he does not shoot and kill. He actually just shoots and injures his brother. And when his brother wakes up in the hospital, he immediately is like, okay, so now I see what we're gonna do here. We're going to try to take me out and I'm gonna die nameless and no one's ever gonna know what I've been doing this entire time. I'm not having any of that. And um, you have Chairman Jong who is terrified, but also kind of like talking himself down from like his terror. He's like, don't be afraid don't be afraid you can do this and you know it's like he knows he can't really do it but he goes ahead and pushes forward and trying to like run um do some things for Babel and is holding a a meeting with um people trying you know people that he's trying to sell the the Babel tower off to and in his hospital hospital gear Junwoo walks in in the middle of this meeting and announces that he's the actual CEO of Babel and of course he looks at his brother like, uh-huh, I got you now. And so they have this horrible moment together in front of all these people. But Junwoo has admitted who he is. His his identity is there. And then you switch to at the plaza. They had a plan to get um, everyone out of the plaza in time. And how they decide to do that is um, 
they're, they're going to basically hold a little field trip for the, the tenants. And it takes a while for them to talk the tenants into it, but they, you know, bribe them with money. So they go and they leave the, um, the entire plaza empty. And Chai Young and um, the other lawyer, they're kind of go with, they also go, they're in on this plan because this is Vincenzo's plan with his um, partner, Young Woo. And so they basically are all gone. All the tenants are gone. And then Vincenzo and his partner, Young Woo, rush into the temple, pull up the floor and climb down to the gold. They are super excited. They're looking at the gold. They're like, look, we made it. We made it. We made it. And lo and behold, Vincenzo is like excited about being in the gold, looking at it. And his partner, Young Woon, and I mean, it like it, Vincenzo turns around in slow motion and you see his partner with a gun in his face. And then that's how the episode ends. And I'm just in sh- I was in shock. I had no idea that he had this in him. So I am so nervous about next episode. I don't know what's going to happen, but obviously the preview does show that, you know, Vincenzo's still alive. But I wonder what the, what's going to happen with this gold now. But um, these two episodes are really good. I, I like them, but I feel like they weren't as... Um, fast paced as I remember them being like the last two episodes were uh, previous two episodes were but either way I enjoyed these two episodes I'm excited to see what happens with this gold now we are moving along to that um and I think there's some good things to come I think there are